Hi there. Welcome to the Audio Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Toby, and I'm joined by my amazing wife and co-host, Larry. Join us as we share. <laughs> I, I, I skipped a part of it. Okay, I'll try. One, two, three, go. Welcome to the Audio Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Toby, and I'm joined by my amazing wife and co-host, Larry. Join us as we chat about our careers and share life experiences that just might help you navigate your career too. Alrighty, episode 17. Can you believe it's been 16 episodes? I mean, that would have been crazy if it was just this year. No, yeah, not just this year. Like, since we actually started, yeah. I think that's crazy that we've been able to do this for 16 times. I think that we've been fun learning from each other. We've been fun exploring the world of podcasting. And yeah, I'm excited for next few weeks. We have some good guests coming on. If you listened to the last episode, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a very special episode for us, speaking about our home country, Nigeria. Touched on some topics that are affecting a lot of Nigerians over the past couple of weeks you know that they have an impact on us and yeah no it was just a, just a, a nice nice episode i thought yeah i did enjoy it actually i would have i'd have continued asking questions not because of time i learned a few things about nigeria as well like how the judiciary system works yeah so that was interesting yeah you know the episode could have gone longer it was like an hour, but it's going to have gone longer because there was so much to say. Those kind of things we, we want to do more, like having these conversations, bringing on people who can share their perspective on them. Speaking of next week, I can tell a friend of mine coming on and speaking about that experience. She's a, she's a PhD student. She's an experienced physical therapist. She's passionate about childhood disability especially in Nigeria and some other parts of the world as well. But yeah, that's an episode that you shouldn't miss. It would be, would be a fun one. But yeah, it's, yeah, something that we talked about last week that we were talking about the idea of people not having information, people not knowing even how to get their PVCs, which is the voter ID card, essentially. What do you think about that? Like having, like really trying to educate people more about the legal issues or legal matters that, laws that can protect them, helping them understand what a candidate is, what the party system is, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we did high school in Nigeria and then we came here. And then now having that conversation last week and just hearing what you're saying, I think it's beginning to make sense to me why we struggle when we come here at the beginning. Like there's a bit of adjustment we have to face to this educational system here i struggled i know most people i've spoken to tell me that it was a bit of an adjustment for them and it makes sense because it's very theoretical and it's not practical because hearing what you're saying now it's like yeah i don't think there was ever anything like oh we're going on field day or excursion to a law like a law firm or it was the name supreme court or something just to see how it runs I remember clearly the closest thing I knew about was like, oh, there's a Sharia law and there's the other type of law, but that was the end. So yeah, and if we're talking about how people back home don't have information, it makes sense. Knowing your rights, it's actually a big thing. Even even 
yeah, as as a citizen of a place, knowing your rights when it comes to voting, when it comes to an election period, I think it's a big thing. And I think until the need the need arises, like until maybe someone get arrested and you need to figure out how do I get them out of there, what are the things I can do to help them, that's when we start thinking about like what are our rights, right? Yeah. Until yeah. It, it's a critical time, that's when we think about those kind of things by something that we need to know. And we need to also like educate people at the young level because what ends up happening is that people go to high school, like yeah, they they get the fundamental knowledge, they don't get the full pictures most of the time, and then they go to university, they specialize in one aspect, missing out on the rest of on the rest of the disciplines or the things that they should probably know that could help them. And then I'm speaking specifically to Nigeria, yeah, and then they come out of school. And they still need more because a lot of what they've learned is theoretical. There's no like practical experience, no practical knowledge. They still need more before they can even feel like they can even like attain a certain position or ex- really embark on a career fully. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, they don't need some things extra. They need the practical experience. They need the connections, which kind of bleeds into what we are going to talk about today. Because today we're going to talk about networking. Yeah, you're right. Like, I think it didn't really, it, this whole networking thing, it, I don't think I realized how much it was important until when I was almost done with university. Yeah. Because I don't think networking is just tied to only once you're a business person. No, I think even like, like for example, in U of M or in schools, all schools, right? Universities here. What is U of M? In, sorry, University of Manitoba. I didn't, like, I don't think networking is tied to only when you're done with school or you're a business person, like in schools, we pay so much at least for international students and they have so many student bodies, so many opportunities, so many things. But then what happens is that for me now, I, was, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think this place for a lot of us Africans, Nigerians, we come from that system where everything is just book, book, or make sure you come first, make sure you do this. And then we theory. come, yeah, theory. And then we come into the system and when they have all these student bodies, they have all these events for students. I remember there's this thing that they, they used to do. It's called something Frush or Frost. Either U of M okay. Frost event or something. And okay. they used to do it at the beginning also to get new students to like attend. And there was a time I think someone was talking about how, someone was talking about how she wanted to attend, you know, it would be nice to check it out. And I remember a friend passing that comment like, why are you going? That's only for like Caucasians or something. Oh, it's like one of these like, you know, academic year events at the beginning of the academic year. Like one of yeah. those, yeah, I think about them, yeah. And they used to like do it to get new people. But when she said she was going, I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like you can go. I don't think I ever attended. The only one I was interested in going was because Wale. I mean, Wale, the artist was coming because yeah. he had like a concept. But I think after a while, like shortly before I finished and I started trying to think of, okay, when I'm done, what would I do? And then trying to get connections to professors and seeing how they were behaving. I realized that I had just wasted so many opportunities of because I know people that have left and they probably got their job placements because of the professor they yeah. spoke to or even a student they had met that maybe was already ahead that recommended them. So it's actually very important and we're a bit limited to think that it's only when you're doing business or you're outside of 
like outside of school but we don't realize that even from like once you enter university like you you're literally in the real world now and you never know who you meet like i know like for example right we like in a christian like christianity or like as faith believing people we pray for helpers we pray for but like you're missing out on things like this where you don't even know who you will literally meet yeah so it's interesting like i I, it's something that it really touches me because i know that i would have probably done better (laughs) yeah yeah well, maybe we should take a step back a little bit and define what networking is. Because you're making a good point of like, you know, networking is not just about looking for business opportunities, right? It's also forming connections, like relationships. So I'm going to read what the dictionary says about networking. Let's read the definition of what networking is. According to Oxford, networking is the action or process of working with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contacts. Maybe that's why people, most people think it's it's a business activity because if you're thinking about like developing a professional relationship, you start thinking about that thinking of it technically when it comes to like a business opportunity. But yeah, to your point, I think yeah, like even from high school, even from social settings, right? You can be in a in a place where you can start building relationships that you never know they can actually help you professionally they can actually help you at some point in life it doesn't even have to lead to something immediately it doesn't have to be something that all oh, next week we're going to collaborate on something in a couple of months you're going to help refer me to someone else it could just be like something that this person that person and and over time as you build that relationship over time there's an opportunity to work together but where i was even coming from speaking of the like leaving high school and needing to build connections. I was speaking specifically to Nigeria, but it's applicable to other places, like you were saying, immigrants here too. Having, it, it becomes, like, the fact that when we're one in Nigeria, if you don't have that practical experience, you kind of need that, but you also need connections as well. You also need relationships. Yeah, you may get some practical experience along the way. You might build internships. You might go for internships. You might, be able to work on some projects that could be really helpful for you and along the way you might build relationships but there's still especially for immigrants i feel there's still a need to build a network even after school you still need to get to know so many people who understand how the country works who understand how the system works you still need to nurture those relationships over time to actually get to a place where you understand what to do when it comes to your career, what to do if you're a business person, or what to do when it comes to life generally, life as a as an immigrant. Let's even take it away from like immigrants or like Nigerians or where we come here. Let's just even look at it like life in general, right? Yeah. For example, let's say, yeah, when you're starting something new, you're fresh out of high school, and then you go into university, you want to be able to familiarize yourself with what your goal, what you've stepped into, right? You can't keep going back to high school teachers to answer your question. So if we even look at it in, as life in general like that and look at it as, well, that's like principle or something like wise to do, I think it changed the perspective and it takes away, because when you were talking, it takes away the burden of feeling like I have to make a new friend. I think that maybe that's where we yeah. mix it up as well because people think, oh, I already have my social circle. I don't need any more friends. 
And so why do I need to net? But I think if we take it away from the fact that I need someone does not mean that tomorrow we're going to be best friends. So maybe that need to quantify a relationship is even where the problem starts from. But then if we look at it as, so I've stepped into a new season of my life, like this is a new thing I'm doing and I need to learn in this new season. And who do I go to to learn? I need to go to the people that have been here before me to learn. I think it helps because I can't be going back to my high school teachers or my high school friends to teach me what I need in a university setting. Your high school teacher might know some one or two things, but they too would need you to, like whatever they have might be limited. You might need more to get. You won't find everything in them. So that's the thing, right? Your friends will not know. So you can't stay around your same circle or maybe, oh, all the people that I met first day of me joining the university, those are the people I want to stay with. So you can't like, so it's, that's the thing, right? So what are you actually after? Outside of university, like even work, you know, you start working in a very big company. So, like an entry-level job that you had earlier. Yes. Jige, you have to like... And the friend is still there? I mean, like, just imagine, right? Like, just paint, I'm just trying to paint a picture. I mean, nothing wrong with having friends that work in McDonald's. Yeah, but I'm just trying to paint a picture. Like, if you see it as, okay, I've stepped into something new and I have to learn for where I want to go, like, what are yeah. my goals? It will help just looking at it like there's a basic thing of life and not necessarily like, oh, I need to again, be, be, find a friend in the company or I need to have a relationship first with the person. Like, no, like, it, as simple as, oh, I look up to you, I want to learn from you. Obviously, you do it with wisdom, right? Because of, depending on who you're reaching out to. But when you change your perspective that way, and even if you leave the company and you and the person don't talk, that's fine. Like, we meet people in life, right, for seasons. That also helps because maybe there's a need for us to quantify relationships. That's why we struggle. So, and then people, I, I'm not an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. And I've watched a bit. And my, people might come for me for this. But I think that introverts are playing very funny cards these days. And I'm just looking like everybody. Oh, I'm an introvert. So I don't want to go out. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. But I, I don't, I'm not buying to that because... I've been on the other side of things and I'm not really buying to that because we can actually step yeah, out. Buying to what is okay. Like the whole intro, introvert card. Like, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't want to step out. Why I, I, I said I'm not buying to it anymore because I'm sorry, I've missed opportunities because of that. <laughs> like the fact that I step out to make friends or talk to people does not make me less of an introvert. It does not make me less of a person. And so I'm, I'm beginning to learn that I remember we had a meeting one day and you said something. You tell someone, I said, Toby is more introverted than I am. Toby was like, I'm an introvert, but when it comes to work and money, I will talk. And I started laughing. And I'm like, but that's the truth. Because I see that someone on Instagram, I followed up. I think that person is actually introverted because he says some things. He shows behind the scenes of when he's done with work. But when he makes videos, that's the last thing you would think of. Like the energy and the, the energy he puts into those videos you will never believe that that person. But that's money. That's what's bringing food and yeah. water to his table. Well, you touched on a couple of things. So I want yeah, to kind of break it down. That's right. You a few things. This is really touching my heart. Like this topic. topic. I have a lot Close to say. Note. I mean, that's fair, which is why it's a good topic. And thank, thanks to our producer for suggesting it. But you touched on a few things. Well, one, I feel like, yeah, I, I agree. Like you should always, you should try to find the right relationships, the right connections 
to build your soul that can be helpful to you. And you can also be helpful too. But, but I just want to say, like, I don't, I don't think you have to, like, dismiss someone else in your friend circle to make room for another person. Obviously, all of these relationships should be defined. I don't think a professional connection or someone that you meet at work necessarily has to be your, your best friend. But, yeah, but I think that if you have a friend, you know, if you have a relationship with someone else, I don't think the idea of networking shouldn't make you feel like you have to get rid of someone else. Like you're ending a relationship with a friend, there should be a reason for that, right? But it shouldn't be because, okay, now I'm about to start trying to break into new circles or, or to start expanding my network so I can't really spend so much time with that other person. No, I think our relationship should be defined as you know why you're with people. So I wanted to just say that just so that people won't misunderstand oh, what I'm saying. Say oh yeah, sorry I'm <laughs> I, I think of the biggest company that comes to mind. Google. And then, and then like an entry level job. I don't think there's any difference there. But also, what you said about introvert, I also don't really, I mean I wouldn't say I don't buy into it because I feel like it's real. Okay, let like me rephrase. I feel like it's real because like people actually you know, some people have social anxiety. Some people have like maybe not necessarily fears, but you know, they probably had bad experiences, and so they are very mindful of the situations they put themselves in. Okay, let me tricky for them. let's pause. Okay, so let me not say I don't buy into it. Yeah, because yeah. that might sound. I am not saying I don't, but like I don't buy. I don't buy into it in the sense that how do I put it now. Not that. It's yeah, not a good excuse. Sometimes. It's good yeah, it's not a good to be honest because. Yeah, I, that, because when you say you don't buy into it directly, it might sound like you don't know what people's experiences were. We've all had bad relationships. I agree to that. But I've come to realize that, and maybe I'm coming towards for some of us that have used that as an excuse. Yeah. And as an excuse to just sit there. You know, even people that are not introverts have had bad experiences. That's the truth. Everybody yeah. has a body, right? They've had bad experiences. So I think it's more about. Yes, we've had bad experiences. Yes, some of us probably our nature is to retrieve, but then in the long run, that is not the best way to handle it, basically. So that's why I'm like, because why I say that is because more and more as I look at it, it's actually becoming a big conversation these days. And then it's also beginning to, a lot of people are beginning to, sorry, this is, I might be digressing, people. It's now, there's a big conversation around this whole introvert, extrovert thing on, on social media, to be honest. And People and even extroverts are beginning to feel like, ah, I saw somebody said, ah, sorry, every small thing, no, I'm introvert, I'm private. So I'm like, it might come off as wrong. And then now people are even feeling bad to identify as extroverts. There are people that they will say, you see someone that's actually extrovert, say, oh, no, I'm introvert. Just because it feels like, oh, when you're an introvert, you're on the cooler side. Yeah, so that's probably why I'm like, there's nothing wrong with whatever side you are in, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so. it's it's a spectrum, right? I think I don't think anyone is like, I don't know, maybe, but I, I doubt that like anyone is fully extroverted at every moment in their life. I feel like they're introverted. That they are, in some moment they are a bit more introverted. In others, they rather be spend spending more time by alone, and they're extrovert that you know have their downtime. They want to spend time by themselves. So. Yeah, I think it's a spectrum. I don't think it's necessarily a tag one way or the other. I don't see why anyone should be, you know, feeling like they have to choose a side or feeling like they have to align with one side or the other. Because I feel like all of us have a bit of introversion and extroversion in us. But, you know, to the point that, you know, to the greater point that we're making, I think it's around, like, 
the challenges that introverts might have when it comes to networking, when it comes to building the relationships that they need to grow themselves, to grow their professional lives, to to grow their business. And I think those challenges are real. I feel like, you know, yeah, so for some introverts, like networking is a challenge, right? It's, there's a lot that plays in your mind is when, you, when it comes to, you know, reaching out to people. And, and, and I don't even know if it's just an introvert thing because I am an introvert. So I know that for sure. But despite being an introvert, I put myself a bit more out there than most people that I know or that were at least close to me. Like I was part of, you know, I I was part of associations. I joined the ISEC. Some people might know what ISEC is. It's a global organization. I joined ISEC at a very early point in my university experience. I was with them for about three years. I traveled to cities with them. I would... And I, I yeah, I joined my my faculties association as well. Got to meet some other students studying biology. I joined yeah, I joined groups for you know, for a few social activities and stuff like that. So and I was doing it despite being an introvert, right? So, you know, I I can't say that it wasn't a challenging experience to put myself out there back then. But I think doing that was born out of a place of there has to be more and i was studying and i knew that okay i'm trying to figure out what what my career will look like what my you know what what things will look like outside of university when i'm done and then you know stumbling into isaac i realized okay there is an opportunity here to explore you know explore other aspects of 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 education because in isaac part of what i did was communication i had a volunteer role there as a communication specialist and yeah, and that gave me an opportunity to learn a bit more from people who had, you know, spent some time doing that. So yeah, so that that I think that was that was the motivation for me. Even though as an introvert, it was probably challenging to put myself out there. The motivation of just saying, okay, you know, there's more I need to learn from from this education experience that I'm having at the university. There's more I can do, and the only way I can do that is by going to places where you know, people are really exploring explaining these things so i think now you've answered maybe what i was trying to say i think you're answering what i was trying to say earlier yeah. in the sense that this whole thing right about like oh i'm not like social anxiety or yeah. public speaking things like that all of this networking it doesn't only affect one type of personality that's what i was trying to say because yeah i mean I, i've known all these things you've done and you are way more introverted than i am and you went to do these things, you can stand in a room and actually talk to people. I feel like once you give me the mic, I probably will just like, I'm out. You get, but, and then your people that they can carry a conversation in any room, but once you tell them, oh, go and meet someone and pitch yourself, they're like, oh, no, no, no. How can I do that? So I, that's why I was so trying to say that it's not about personality. Like it's, it can happen to anyone, but I think recently, the the thing the conversation or the thing around some of these things is now tying back to oh am I like it's not necessarily down to one personality and for me it's like there's nothing wrong with like if you're someone that talks there's nothing wrong with that yesterday we were having a similar conversation because like we're talking about it in the sense of like raising children right like you go out and then people make so much comments 
about like, oh, a child, oh, the child is loud, oh, the child is this, or teachers when they write report cards, oh, the child talks too much. And I saw someone actually say that yesterday that in school, her teachers used to tell her every every single report card, they'll tell her she talks too much. But is that talking that is helping her to be who like she now like maybe even growing up her parents made her realize that she has gift of speech and so i'm like that's actually a very good thing like she never felt like she gift talks of speaking yeah okay. sorry okay. gift of speaking like not like oh you just talk too much and everything but seeing it as, as a gift that is something that can be used for good so that's why i think now i'm, I'm changing my perspective to get to say that the fact that I'm able to stand somewhere, like let's yeah. say, and carry a conversation, or network with someone does not take away from who I actually am. Like Trust your me. Type. Yeah, I'm like, sure. after, like, and I think maybe even, and so for those of us, like maybe for people who struggle with social anxiety, like give yourself a time limit. I'm invited for this event. After one hour, I'm mm-hmm. out. Like, yeah. give yourself time. That helps. And that's something I said doing to myself. Like, after one hour, I'm done. I mean, depending. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I think, I think that makes sense. I, I mean, if you think about what we said as the definition of networking, yeah. it's really about exchanging information, and it's like really about like sharing and gathering. And I feel like that is like fundamental to like our human nature. Everything that we do is about exchanging information. Yeah, every single thing. They're not, and it just points to the fact that we can't do things alone as human beings. We are, yeah. regardless of what your personality type is, like extroverted, introverted, it really doesn't matter. You're going to need to do it with someone at some point. Do things with people at some point, right? And a lot of what we do, communication, in every way, the human nature boils down to exchanging information, right? So networking is an opportunity to do that, I guess, yeah. in a way that could be truly beneficial to you. Over time, it's an exchange of value. And it doesn't even have to be like in a formal setting. That's the truth. No, yeah, it doesn't. It does, it's not, yeah, I don't it's, think it's tied to like, I don't think it's tied to like professional settings. It yeah, like anywhere. networking event. Yeah, it's, it's more than that. And why I say that is because actually in January, I believe it was, and I, I connected with someone when we traveled on our like family vacation. And the funny thing about it, that, that morning, we went for breakfast and Toby had to step out for like for a meeting or work and when he left I was just like, Okay, Ivana and I were just gonna have breakfast. I would not like I just wanted to be quiet. Like, okay, Ivana is eating breakfast, I'm eating let's just mind our business here, drink tea and a cup of water. That just and so we sat down and the next thing Ivana, because she, I mean, she started saying hi and trying to talk. And so, I mean, she has to talk to everyone. And she goes and starts saying hi to this lady. And then the first time I called is like, oh, my God, like, can we not do this today? Like, I just really want my my five minutes of silence. I'll just probably play with her, right? But, like, I just wanted to be in myself. Like, I didn't really want to have to talk too much. All these tourist conversations. And then you start sharing things that I probably don't. I, I probably won't even like, oh, wow. All right, I start going deep, right? And then the woman starts talking and then I realized that I think what, well, it, it really taught me a lesson because I will not lie, like the, my first instinct was like, I really don't want to talk this morning. Like I just want to be quiet. But 
when she started talking about what she's done and then started sharing ideas with me because I told her that, oh, I'm a fashion stylist. She told me, oh, she's into marketing. She shared me her page. She's from Vancouver and she was just talking. She started telling me at events that I could attend, things I could go for, how I could pitch myself. And she told me that it's funny how she's been thinking about getting a stylist, but she's not sure. She reach- And I was just looking at her and let's be honest, I was about to like just, oh, hi, thank you. Nice meeting you. And just pull Ivana away because I really didn't want to say much that morning. But in like five minutes, my eye flipped <laughs> to actually realize that this person actually knows so much. I mean, we don't talk every day. Like it was just a one-off thing. But she told me, oh, what's your Instagram handle? She followed me. I followed her. She has so much connections. I'm, I'm not going after her connection. But like you can see that this person is someone that if you reach out to and like, oh, I need help. That person is well first and that really taught me something starting this year. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 and that's how we should think about networking. It's about if you need advice, if you need knowledge, yeah. if you need the people out there that are more experienced. There's always someone with more experience. Someone's always always know something that you don't. So it's an opportunity for you to actually give yourself the exposure that will help make your life easier, help make your work easier. And 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 I I, I think we should talk about like how people can go about networking. We talked on the different challenges that some people might have with it, but I wanted to to talk about the process because some people don't even know where to start. People don't know where to, depending on like what their careers are, what what their interests are. People don't know where to go to. You've actually, I've actually, you know, spoken to you, and you've told me that you don't think there are a lot of communities around fashion styling. Because for me, as a writer, one of the first things I do. Especially like when I was developing myself, I'm still developing myself, but in the earlier years, I was looking for communities of writers. I was always trying to be part of them. Even now, as I'm like really, really growing my, my writing career, my ghostwriting career, I'm part of communities. I'm trying to find new communities. But for you, you mentioned that you don't think there are enough communities out there. You don't, you don't found the right community, right? Maybe you can tell people what you are doing currently in terms of pursuing networking opportunities and maybe that can help people figure out what they could be doing. This is interesting. I mean, I, I don't think I have a, I have it all sorted out. So it's challenging and I guess it's a bit challenging when I'm figuring out because moving to a whole new city, Vancouver, and as we said earlier, we started in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and it's way smaller than, let's say, how Vancouver is. Vancouver is very big. And then I, I, I didn't really, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> That's the truth. So coming here and then trying to figure out how to network and then with COVID happening and then things, I think that's been a bit of a challenge. So what I, I started doing at the beginning though was I just did like a bit of research on social media, I would say Instagram to kind of like see what is out there. For like people that are in fashion and all that. I think sometimes the tricky part about it is everything ends up tying to influencing. I don't have a problem with influencer marketing, but I have to clearly define that. I'm not I'm not only trying to like there's not like I, I don't mind working with brands. Like I would probably do that. I did that recently, but even my approach of working with brands is a bit different. It's from a stylist point of view. So as much as I'm going to like connect with influencers, 
I have to define where I'm going to connect with them. Jige, am I going to connect with them? Because okay, when I have like styling shoots, they can reach out to me. You know, how am I positioning myself to them? So that's something that I've tried to navigate. So the little ways now that I started doing, because okay, if I'm trying to differentiate that, that oh, I'm not just trying to do influential content creation. My bigger goal is fashion styling. You no, know, I want to work with magazines. I want to work with editorials, things like that. Or I want to do movies, for example. I want to style celebrities. I know I have to like these influencers, right? They are going to become celebrities or so. So I have to let them know, oh, this is what I'm offering you. I have to clearly define that. But at the same time, I'm, I try to attend like shows around like, like fashion shows. So going to like Vancouver, like last year, I attended Vancouver Fashion Week. Oh my God, it was... <laughs> It was, it was, it was torturing, but it was good. Uh, why I say it was torturing? torturing? No, I'm joking because, yeah, it was because it, it opened my eyes to, it's a whole new world outside when you don't know people. <laughs> like the connection is a good thing. That's all I can say. Like yeah. I got to this show maybe 10 minutes late. There was a bit of traffic. So to be, Dropped me off. There was a bit of traffic, and even that part of the city is a very bit is a bit busy. And it was a Friday night, and so I got there like maybe ten, fifteen minutes after start time, and then they hadn't even started. But by the time I got into the hall, I realized there was no space. And then I'm like, okay, I'm confused. You bring people to events, and then there's, but then I realized that everyone stands, and it's only designated people that they give seats to. Now this is someone that I don't know anybody. <laughs> I literally don't know anybody. I entered there and people just think I'm someone that just walked on the road and I just came for an event. So it really got to me like there's a lot of work to be done. I don't know how I'll get into this. I mean, I don't know how. And someone has to be very careful because you don't also want to lose your values in the process of it because someone who has like maybe mentored me a bit told me that it's a lot. It can be, it can get dirty. So you have to be very mindful of who you're connecting with. Because even at the end of the event, I remember someone walked up to me and he's like, where have you been in this whole of Vancouver? How, how come I've never met you? I'm like, I'm in my house. Like, <laughs> But like, oh, send me an email. I want you to come back for all the shows or something. I'm sorry, I don't think I agree with the man. I don't really know who he is. So I just have to be careful. And I didn't send an invitation. So I just have to navigate. So it's kind of like going out and navigating, okay, this is new i had to stand for like two almost two hours of the event and then once someone stood up and she left that and i was able to sit but where i even sat was at the back but did you meet people did you meet uh, people that you probably wanted to like, connect with yeah but i didn't even know a lot of people and then i realized that the photographers were taking pictures of only people that they even knew like they would stop people like you have to be really on trend Someone walked up to me and took a picture of me, but I tell you that they didn't post it on their social media <laughs> because they shared it with you. Right? They didn't share it with me, apart from the photographer. Oh, okay. like oh, this one is like a volunteer for like the Vancouver Fashion Week. Oh, okay. So they were posting people on their social media that had nice, design, but they didn't like the guy walked up and was like, "Oh, I like what you're wearing. Can I take a picture?" But then when they go back, they only highlight. No, I don't agree with that. I'm, like, it's a only, thing. They can only post so much, right? Doesn't mean that. Only yeah, but I'm just trying to. I get what I'm saying. It's a it's a very dirty game, to be honest, because like there's a bit of, it's nothing wrong. Where I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying that this is how it also works. Like you actually have to have, like a bit of like when you're going status. there, yeah, status. And then when you're going there for you to stand out, you actually have to 
come with killer ideas. That's how the fashion, in, like your creativity in the fashion industry needs to be boom. Like, okay. I feel like th- that makes it sound way more challenging to people. So maybe it is, maybe it actually is challenging. No, it's just how fast paced. Why do you think we have? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to scare anybody. You no, said, no, I'm not saying I'm scared. I'm just saying that like, like it, like even me, I'm not, if I'm not interested in fashion. I'm like from how it's, from yeah. how it's being said, right? I'm, I'm, I'm getting the sense that this is even more difficult than me going for a business meeting. Like there's so much. But the fashion industry so much, is very visual. Yeah. There's so much that goes into yeah. that industry. That's definitely what I'm picking from that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So going for events, there's another one, African Vancouver fashion. They're just going there yeah. with the mindset of you never know who you meet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can meet people that you want to style, you can meet people that, oh yeah, can I do this? And then also going with the mindset of, it might just be like a collaboration. Yeah, so just doing that. And then on Instagram, honestly following people, following people that you I might comment. And then the, someone also told me that target business meetings, people, all these small circle business meetings, target them because they're probably your clients. So it varies for different industries. I don't know, but these are some of the things that I've found myself yeah. that I'm trying. Now, it's not every event I go for. <laughs> but just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is I, a lot of that is, is definitely applicable. And you can pick, as you're listening, you can pick the one that applies to you. But mine, mine is just, it just boils down to this. Start with, we start with, we start with, you know, because I feel like a lot of times we may be in certain spaces that we are undervaluing and then we're trying to look outside it's like okay how can i reach that person how can i reach? but have you explored the circles that you're already in if you're in a work environment are you building relationships with your co-workers um sharing ideas with them maybe they can ref- maybe they can tell you about someone that they know that might be able to provide value to you if you're in a church environment or a social graduate or a community a religious group are you building connections within the group um, because i because at the beginning of the show we talked a lot about like introversion and extroversion right so that also extends like social media right like if you have you are you communicating your value on social media to the people that are already following you are you showing what you can do what you're about and i'm not saying you have to do it in a hyper professional format like just by sharing like what your day looks like something that you worked on or something that you're trying to achieve just sharing like snippets here and there, i think could be helpful you never know that will help you with oh, oh, never know who will get to see that and who might refer it to someone else but you know outside of that outside of like these circles that you have explained that i think finding associations for me as a writer that has really helped me being part of associations there are writers groups they are writing associations that I really subscribe to going to places where writers would be is another thing. Like wherever, if there's an event, like maybe an author is coming to town, there's a symposium or something like, like chances are readers of the author's work or writers, people write subject matters or genres that are similar to the authors might be there. Go for that. Go there. Go go attend the event. Try and connect with one of the people that you meet there. And the world is really a global village right now. So, if you see communities online, why not try reaching out to them as well? So why not try engaging with them as well? So there are many places you can go to. Yeah, obviously, I, you know, 
like Larry said, you have to be smart about what you're getting yourself into. So obviously you have to make sure you align your values too. But yeah, just just do what you can to reach out to people. And and honestly, at the end of the day, understand that, like I said earlier, it's value exchange. So it's not just about you getting something from someone. Be sure you can provide something as well. Be sure you're adding value to the conversation. And also know that just because you're networking or you're trying to meet people doesn't mean that the value might come today or like the actual quantifiable monetary benefits might come today. Some of it you have to nurture for a while. You have to be able to be in good standing and be able to be able to like develop the relationship, go through different experiences with them before you can even get to the place of seeing monetary benefits. Yeah, I think that maybe sometimes, to be honest, right, one of the big challenges of starting anything is the would they see what I'm trying to do or would it work out and all of that and all this they're valid. They're valid. Everybody goes through them. The part, the fact, the part where no one sees what you're trying to do or the effort is very challenging when you put in money, especially depending on the kind of industry. Like for example, like writing, all you need is probably a laptop. You don't, don't need to go and start buying an app or buying something to write. You can just go on Google Docs and just start writing. Instagram is free, probably will share. So I know that different industries, different industries are challenging. Like one of the challenges now is you want to put yourself out there, you want to meet people. It's a very visual industry, you know. Clothes are not cheap. <laughs> there's so many things to consider when you're trying to like yeah. shop, buy clothes. So there are different ways, I guess, to go about it. And if, like I've, I'm learning to find creative ways. You know, and it's a very saturated space because yeah. even people, as I said, I think I've said it, like even people that are probably doing content creation, you hear that fashion is in their space and if they have the money to buy, to get, so you're trying. So I guess just be open to do things that you might not get paid for. It might be hard, you know, but find opportunities to learn. And maybe also, one of the things I'm also learning, like, Maybe don't even expect, oh, they will just go and post me and boom, I would <laughs> blow or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a process. It's not easy for anybody. As I said earlier, I don't think I've figured anything out. But these are the little things. And I'm, I'm, one of the things I'm doing in these states where probably only two people know me, I'm joking, but like, yeah, is no, just, more people know you. yeah, I know, I'm telling I'm joking, but like, just you comment on other people, share, you know, that can be a little way of networking. Honestly, if you're afraid of going out <laughs> or you feel like, I don't have what they have, just be commenting on their stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. ask questions. Like, can just maybe slide into their DMs, ask questions, follow them. Like, follow all these people. See what events they go for. Especially people that align with you, look at what events they go for. What brand, like, that's what I'm saying like, for me, right? Like, follow those people. What brands do you, yeah, what brands do they look at? But I think that whether we're afraid to go out, whether we are afraid of speaking, whether we are bold to go out or we are bold. I'm learning that creativity is endless. Like, I've seen somebody position the person's self as, well, I've forgotten this business, but that's the last thing you think of as a business and the person is doing well. So no matter what the idea is, like there are ways to go about it basically and it would work. So just finding what works for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you said something. It, it's it, it's about learning too, right? So learning doesn't stop in an academic setting. Learning doesn't stop with an online course. 
the certificate or whatever. It's also in our social groups, also in our network. We can learn from people and we have to understand that we can't do it alone. So networking is important. But just one last note to say before we wrap up. At the end of the day, like when it comes to building relationships with people, when it comes to maintaining relationships with people, one thing that I try to tell people that ask me these questions, diligence. Diligence is, to me, very, very crucial. Like, Obviously, communication is important. That's a skill that I think everyone needs to learn. But diligence is actually, that's a value, right? It's a value that I think we should, we should all have because diligence is essentially doing what you're supposed to do, no matter, like, to the best of your abilities, right? Because you never know where your diligence will take you. You never know who is going to look at the work you did with them and be able to tell someone about about you. So doing the right thing, being diligent is essential when it comes to building relationships with people. I'll just use, the, uh, I'll just quickly share my experience in Vancouver, like coming to Vancouver. Before coming to Vancouver, I didn't have like a confirmed position, a confirmed job. I was, there were, there were signals that, okay, yeah, we're going to step into something. Um, and it was sort of something small, whatever, what I, what I started with, what I stepped into when I came in, um, was something small, but I took it very seriously. <laughs> I took it like it was a major, major, massive project and I gave it my all. And then my work there in that small capacity was what helped me get the next position that I was able to get. It was a small project. It was a small task that I had to do with a small project that I had to work on. But I think that when I was looking for a new job, a new position, I was interviewing with, with people. And the, the interview that I eventually like got the job for, when they called me to tell me that they were offering me the position, and then I spoke to the CEO of the company, the CEO told me that one of the reasons why he really wanted me was because on my resume, he saw that I had worked in a company that belonged to his brother. I had no idea. And this was the company that I had done some minimal work for. And so when he saw my his, his brother's company on my resume, he called his brother and asked his brother, how was this guy? I had no idea. I didn't put his brother as a reference. I didn't put, like, that. I wasn't thinking along those lines anyway. But he called his brother and was like, what was it like working with this guy? What is what good? What kind of person he is? Is he? And so his brother gave him excellent recommendations. His brother didn't tell me. He didn't call me and say, hey, my brother called me asking about you. I didn't know any of this until when they were offering me the position. And essentially, that's how I got the job because someone, someone gave a good report about me. Someone that I did a very, very, like when I say minimal work, it was very minimal. But I took it to heart and I worked on it as best as I could. And so that's just an example of how like diligence in whatever place that can help us you know and so that's how i got that job and there are other opportunities i've gotten in vancouver or even outside of vancouver that are really just down to small experiences small interactions that seemed very minimal but i i guess i tried my best to make it impactful and so in building a network in building relationship with people professionally or personally you know when it, when it comes to business or when it comes to you know just life generally diligence is important just do what is right do what you're supposed to do in the moment you never know where to speak for you 
Yeah. I just feel like this is, this was just a moment. Imagine in church when someone shares a testimony and they're like, wow, hallelujah. So yeah, we, we bless God for your life, brother Toby. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we need to share the grace since we're in church. We share the grace to wrap up. Thank you for your words of wisdom. You always like playing, but today you're, you're spitting words of wisdom. So thank you. Thank uh, you, brother. I, I don't know what to do. I know, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a very needed conversation. So I hope everyone enjoys it as much as. Yeah, I hope it was, I hope it was, it was impactful to you listening. I hope you learned at least one thing that you can take with you. If you have any other perspective, if you have any comments, any opinions, any reviews, please share on whatever platform you're listening to right now. It really, really helps us to figure out this whole experience. Also share with your friends. Just spread the word around the show if you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the show. You can follow our new social media profile we just opened up is on instagram uh things will come into it in the very near future we're putting together a few um design assets you can go to how does that sound podcast uh, that's the handle on instagram and you can follow us and yeah thank you see you next time bye have a good week